When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, this has been making the rounds on social media. You know, people are looking for ways to get to know each other better, all kinds of different surveys going around, and also this exercise, which is asking people to come up with 10 things that they don't like that everybody else likes, right? So, 651-641-1071. You don't have to give us 10. Just give us one. What is something that you hate that everybody else loves? Can it, does it have to be a hatey hate, or can it just be like, oh, I roll yeah. my eyes every time? I feel like it can just be like, I'm not excited about that got it, thing. Got it. And it seems like most of the world is. 651-641-1071. Uh, we do have a caller. Shall we go to Mary? Yes, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, Hello, Mary. What is the thing that you don't like that everybody else seems to love? I can actually go hate. Oh, go hate. Would, yeah, ketchup. Oh, oh, wow. Like We're going real deep. Ketchup, ketchup, and I, I just thought of this as well. People, and I'm Irish. People go crazy. Hate potatoes. Hate them. <gasps> okay, how can you, Mary? I'm not Mary. You. I'm not going to judge. I'm, not I'm gonna judging judge. you, You're Mary. Allowed. So French and fries and ketchup is scratch every which way, and people die for them. I make twice baked. I make cheesy. I make home fries. I make I make potatoes like they're going out of style. I wouldn't eat one if you paid me. And I would why? Why have you always? Why have you always been such a hater of the potato? I don't know. A tater hater. Made wild rice from scratch. I love that. Oh, okay, but can we just talk about Mary's biggest nightmare is yeah. French fries and ketchup? No, that would never happen. <laughs> I've never even eaten at McDonald's. So, like, I'm a senior citizen. So, <laughs> when you're at like the restaurant, like family, you know, um, family right. dinner place, and they're like, "Okay, what would you like with your steak, Mary?" What do you say? Are you the one that's like, "I'll have oh. the asparagus"? Yes, yes, oh. yes. Oh, and Mary. You would have been sent to your room if you even asked for ketchup for your steak. Well, well, yes. that is. I mean, that we is are on just, board with that. That is just oh, okay. you know learning. Yeah. Like everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. No. Mary, thank you for your call. I've never heard of anyone not liking potatoes. Potatoes. That was an interesting one. Let's go to. Is it Mara or Mar- Mara? Mara? Mara. Hello, Mara. Mara. And I apologize. Yes, I, my allergies are all. Sorts oh, of crazy. Wait, all right, Colleen. Oh, but Mara. Okay, so what is the thing that you dislike that everybody else seems to love? 
Mine would be the movie The Notebook. Oh, or, I love or this. the movie the, An Officer and a Gentleman. Yeah, uh, and, and to be honest, I've never seen Officer and a Gentleman. Those uh, most a lot of those those romantic movies, like over yeah. the top schmaltzy, just doesn't turn oh, your crank. I will. Not, I won't watch them. And I know so many friends will say, "Oh, will you go to this with me?" And I. I make an excuse because they're just revolting to You're me. You're not alone. I am the same way. <laughs> Romantic comedies are not my thing. I, I've tried. Oh, they're just, I mean, you you know you know the scenario. You know the ending before you ever set Yeah, like they're not going to both end up hating each other and going in their separate directions. And if even if they do, they will be falling in love with somebody else. So you oh, know absolutely. that there's going to be a happily ever after at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. There's always the meeting, then the big turn, the turmoil that tears them apart, and then they reunite <laughs> yeah. again at the end. Yeah, we've been there. Oh, you guys are great. Thanks, Mara. <laughs> Thanks, Mara. Uh, let's go to Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Kathy, what's the thing that you dislike that everybody else seems to love? Peanut butter. <gasps> what? You are stoned. Are you high? I, I wish. Sometimes. <laughs> I like it if it's in a Reese's peanut butter cup, but I don't like peanut butter, and everybody thinks I'm nuts. Ah, get I mean, it? I they think you're That's nuts. That's cute. I see what you did there. Uh, you see how I did that? Yeah. Um, I'm really, yeah, I'm sad for you. Nope, I'm not sad for you, Kathy. I I'm am. happy for the rest of the world, because more well, more for us. Right? I now, don't get it either. Now, I have a question. Crazy. I have a question for you. So, like, in my house, my partner likes peanut butter if it's just, like, peanut butter and jelly, but he refuses to eat it yeah. in desserts. Do you... So, like, the uh-huh. Reese's peanut butter uh-huh. cup is the only thing that you'll eat peanut butter in? The only thing. Even okay. if it's, like, in those nummy chocolate bars, you know, like, they make those. I don't know what they are. Put put peanut butter in anything, and I don't like it. It's wow. the strangest thing. Oh I God. know. Uh, no, Kathy, to. it's fine. More for me. Hi, uh, thank you, Kathy. Thanks, Kathy. I wonder are, if other nut butters are are uh, out of the question yeah. for her. Like almond butter. Oh, it's so good. Oh. Cashew butter. Oh, don't even get me started. Don't even got me started. Let's go to Lori. Lori, what is the thing that you dislike that everybody else seems to love? Hi, Lori. Oh, hi. Hi. I didn't hear you at first. That's okay. What do you um, hate that Del, everybody else loves? I really don't like Adele's voice. <gasps> okay, shut her down. <laughs> Hang up on her. <laughs> Lori, I will not judge anybody but you. No, I'm just kidding. I, you don't like her it, voice. No, it starts to go up the back of my spine. And to <laughs> me, she's just screaming and yelling. And every time she comes on, I scramble to turn the channel. Oh, gosh. You know, the only thing I can relate to that is um, when she was overplayed uh, after her first album, like any store you went into, inevitably at some point you heard Adele. And I can relate in that. Like, you're almost like you feel bad for her because it's it's everybody else that's, you know, thrusting her upon you. Yeah, I, I like a little bit at first, but then it starts with that high yelling and I just can't stand it. I have to change the channel. Thank you. Thank you for your call, Lori. We're not inviting Lori to the next no. uh, Adele concert. She won't be there. Also, I don't think Adele will be there. So, what? Wah, wah. Because didn't she like retire her? No, she, no she's going to. She's touring next year, I thought. Well, she disbanded the company that was responsible for handling Adele's touring. Yeah, but she's going to tour. I promise you. I like. 
like your optimism. Yeah, she will. She has to. She has no choice. Okay. I need to see her again. Let's go quickly around the horn. Uh, we're going to the to South Africa. No, we're just gonna go around the room here. Uh, Bradley, what is the thing that you hate that everybody else seems to love? Um, I don't hate Tiger King. Okay, dislike. I'm I'm only saying it because I can't hate something I've never seen. But the the Tiger King thing, like I'm like, all right, all right, eh? I know you all love Tiger King. We did get an email from somebody who said the same thing. I mean, I get it though. I've been there where I'm like. I'm watching the thing that everybody loves, and then there's the person who's like, I don't like it. And you're like, you're just contrarian. Yeah. So I know that about myself. Uh, let's go to Holly. Holly, what is the thing that you dislike that everybody else seems to love? I've been open about this before on the air. I hate the movie Dirty Dancing. It's I, trash. I, I, get, I get very upset. I understand just, your reasons, but thank it is you. upsetting. Thank you for seeing my reasons, Colleen. You are seeing. But the movie is trash oh my God, and it you're, stinks. You're totally allowing her weird take on Dirty Dancing, Colleen. No, no. Don't you I remember? don't agree with it. It's no. weird, but I, I recognize that for her, it's real. Okay. It's dumb. It's Can a you dumb please movie. tell people, though? It's not dumb. It's the thing that I love about what you don't like about it. It's huh. the most Holly it's, Roberts yeah, it is. thing it's ever. It's the, the holliest Holly that ever hollied. Well, there's so many things, but the one thing in particular is in that last scene... Where they are dancing on stage, Patrick Swayze's character goes off stage and drops a needle on a record. That record's from the eighties, and there's synthesizers on it. That can't happen in the early sixties. She, like, just, just she has no, she has Happy trash. Days syndrome. It's it's total Happy Days syndrome. Totally. Like it, like the eras are not. You can't have feathered hair in the 1950s. You can't. Yeah, you also can't have a 70s haircut in the pioneer days, like on Little House on the Prairie. But, you know, Posher was hot. Sorry. Uh, Thank you for asking, guys. Uh, Oh, God, yeah. uh, Colleen, what was yours? That everybody else loves uh, the Olympics. (gasps) I know. Yeah, they're trash, Colleen. I've said it before, and people get super upset about it. Yeah. I don't love the Olympics. Oh my god. I know god. when they're on oh I get god. very upset because it harshes my mellow. Like it totally takes out all of my routines. It's very upsetting to me. Also, well, nope, you know the good I, news is too. you're not going to have to worry about the Olympics this year. Wah, wah, wah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, let's just stick with that sad trombone. Bradley's going to give us an oh, update. No, it's a good. It's good news. It's good oh, news. Okay, good. Okay, thank you for cutting the trombone. That there, was a Holly. premature horn. <laughs> I hear some men struggle with that. It's okay. There's a commercial for you. It's probably coming up next. <laughs> when we come back hey, on the Colleen and If we've started advertising show. that, we're in trouble. When we come back, uh, let's find out the fate of those Corona cruise ships after this. We got to check in uh, with the Corona cruises. Bradley's got all the information on those cruise ships that have been floating around with no place to dock. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. All aboard. I've got some good news for you, cruise lovers. Excuse you. Okay, this actually is. Sorry, a, we had broccoli soup for lunch. A, did you really? Oh yeah, it was fascinating so good. story. I want to hear about that in the break. <laughs> but the the actual fascinating story I want to share with you right now is the tale of these two Holland America cruise ships with passengers, some of whom are struggling and fighting for their life with none other than COVID nineteen because that's the world we all live in. Yeah. You know, now they have been off the coast of Florida. 
And really, their fate has been up in the air. They, by the way, have been at sea since March 7th. This was a, a world cruise, not around the entire world, but it started in South America, I believe, and was trying to end their cruise early in Chile. And Can, can I just ask really quickly, yeah, 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 how yeah. long was it supposed to be? That's a good question. I don't know. Okay. It was a longer cruise um, because just as somebody who loves paying attention to cruising and things like that, South American cruises are not very common. This was not your typical like out to the Caribbean for seven nights. This was a longer extended cruise that took off March 7th. Now, here's the news and then we can back up and discuss it. The news is they will be allowed to dock in Florida and there is a bunch of legal uh, rigmarole that needed to take place. But the Rotterdam, now that's the original, there's uh, two ships, the Zondam and the Rotterdam, or Rotterdam, because uh, I don't do Dutch, um, is scheduled to dock at Port Everglades in Florida between 1 and one thirty. So that's what we know. That's huge because they literally were sitting off the coast of Florida in international waters. They weren't even allowed to come into U.S. waters until this deal had been reached. So they probably actually have docked by now because it's 2.30. Oh, you're right. In, in Florida. Florida time. Yeah. Although I don't, I'm assuming that's Florida time, this, this report, but I don't know. But regardless, um, they are allowed to dock in Florida if they haven't already. And just to reiterate, oh, I think the Zondam was actually the original one. The Zondam had four passengers who passed away, and at least two of those passengers are known to have passed away from coronavirus. Nine other passengers tested positive, and more than 179 other passengers have flu-like symptoms <sighs> who've not necessarily been tested. I did just really quickly before we go into this want to say, too, you know, it says four people died, two of which from coronavirus. It is not unusual, FYI, for people to pass away on a cruise ship. What? Like, because, like, think about it, Colleen. You have an older population. Oh, sure. And um, in fact, we have been on a cruise, Jamie and I, if I remember correctly, we had a passenger who passed away from a heart condition um, on one of our cruises. And so what I'm saying is it's the fact that somebody died on a cruise ship itself is not uncommon, that two of those four died that we know of. I mean, it could have been all four, but that two died from the coronavirus is the thing to pay attention to because... Um, that means that there is a health crisis on this ship, which is what led to um, them trying to get home early and and ultimately having to raise heaven and earth to um, get through humanitarian reasons, not only the Panama Canal, but back to the United States uh, to a place that would take them. Yikes. I, it, that just, you know, to your point, Bradley, that that it is not necessarily uncommon for somebody to pass away on a cruise ship tells you that they have... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our time about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know, protocol in place for when that happens. But when that is coupled with the kind of health crisis that COVID-19 is creating, um, that's where they don't probably have a process in place and might've been kind of scrambling. And then I also think about, I don't know about you, Bradley. I think about the captain of that ship or like the people who are responsible for doing the work of a keeping the thing afloat. Yeah. B keeping it on a course. Yeah. C communicating with all those different ports to figure out where they can. And they're at risk too for the illness. Yeah. In fact, workers we know have um, tested positive as well. And, it, it. I will say, you know, there is um, everybody's dealing with uh, COVID-19, right? So cruise ships aren't alone. Right. Cruise ships are a hot spot for a number of reasons that are legitimate. However, the fact that logistically they were able to manage this. So what they did is they brought this other ship alongside, restocked the ship, gave it medical supplies, medical personnel. They were able to then um, take passengers without symptoms onto the other ship so that they would have an easier time disembarking and they could be readily monitored and therefore the sick patients could be um, uh, accommodated until they figured out what they were doing then keep in mind this is not one country this is a vessel that is carrying members of several countries. So they have to logistically manage all of the uh, embassies or consulates or governments of those passengers' countries and then arrange ways for them not only to get off... And there's a whole story about how they're going to remove passengers if if you want to read more. Um, But they have to figure out, like, where are these passengers going to go? They weren't supposed to go back to Port Everglades at the end of this. So now they've got to logistically create this opportunity for everyone to go back safely, securely, and in a way that doesn't, you know, risk the health of the people in the local community. I, you know, as much blame as there will be to go around for everybody after this is all over, I do marvel at their logistical capabilities it really is quite amazing in fact actually what you the piece that i hadn't really wholly considered was the idea of all the different embassies and consulates that they had to work with in order to do that that is like what a huge undertaking and it is sort of i feel like there's there will be a story there yeah when we're in a place where we're able to look back yeah for sure um just from and not in a place of like putting blame anywhere, but yeah. just like the the how how fascinating it is, um, because that is like its own little floating microcosm. I mean, right? it really is like a little yeah, it's like a little United Nations, and people I think are learning a lot about the cruise uh, business and industry in ways that they might judge, which is fine, but also uh, it might surprise you just how much technical and logistical expertise that they're able to bring to bear on these tiny little floating cities. Essentially, I mean, some of these ships can carry up to you know six, seven thousand people. Oh, it's so wild. Well, uh, thank you for that update, Bradley. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags, and we want to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071.
Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Uh, would you like to know who my D-bag is? I would. Who's your D-bag? Okay, well, first of all, I cannot say I'm familiar with this particular K-pop boy band, JYJ. BTS? No, it's oh. JYJ. I was going to say, our friend Kim will come at I you. know. I know that. Uh, but it is not BTS. I know them. But I do <laughs> not know this one. JYJ, which is a K-pop band, um, who uh, one of the members, his name is Kim J. Jung, he has had to apologize. Now, okay, that's not what makes him a D-bag, the fact that he apologized. Thank you for that. Thank okay. you for the apology. It was his uh, April Fool's joke. I swear to you guys, I gave fair warning about this. Apparently, uh, it didn't make it to this particular individual. He told his uh, Instagram followers that he was hospitalized because he had COVID-19. April Fool's. Um, Nope. So. Nope. Here's the thing. Yeah. We're not doing that. We're not playing that trick. Number one, we're not making light of that. And also, I kind of felt like April Fool's Day was sort of canceled yesterday. I thought so, too. I did see a couple uh, instances which should not surprise us. But for the most part, I am amazed at how you know what it tells you is how truly commercial April Fool's has become. Yeah, because it's usually companies that were doing these silly April Fool's jokes. And I think it's so obvious obvious. they weren't going to go anywhere near that. So that's Mm -hmm. good, except for this boob. So ridiculous. What happened? Uh, he did. He apologized. He um, he did. He posted a statement to Instagram um, where. OK, so this is actually kind of debaggy. His apology is sort of debaggy because oh. rather than just say, like, I made a bad choice. He tried to make it sound like he was trying to do something good. So he Um, said, first of all, I sincerely apologize to those who were damaged and those whose administrative work was hindered due to a post I wrote on social media due to COVID-19. He said that he, quote, wanted to convey the dangers of this moment to people who don't listen while there are big and small warnings on on various information media and the Internet. Okay, that sounds like um, not words. Yeah, it just is childish and ridiculous. So ridiculous. I mean, you guys, there are so many better things to like screw up in the world right now than just this is like I out of an abundance of how many times do we have a reaction to something in this moment where we want to make a joke and we're like, you know what? I'm gonna. Not I'm just not do gonna that do right that. Now. Yeah. And in fact, I've had to several times ask people around me, "Is this funny?" Right. Because you want to do and say things that are, you know, like humor is an important thing right now. Right. It's a right. valuable resource right. in this moment. It's a it's a healing tool. I but I always say to my children, you know, it's there's not only a, a skill to being funny. There's a skill to knowing what actually is funny. Yeah. So just because you think something is funny, it doesn't make it funny. Exactly. The 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 rest of the community who's receiving it have to actually also find the yeah, humor. If nobody's in it. laughing. Maybe you should like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe my humor's a little off. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So, hopefully, he got the message. Yeah. I don't know if he has, but, you know, he got a message. I also need to know if my friend, our friend Kim, knows this JYJ. Because she loves the BTS. Yeah. So, okay. Um, 
Can I tell you my D-bag? Yeah, please. So my D-bag, I'm going to take you on a D-bag journey. Because there's a moderate happy ending, although not really. Okay. But there is. Okay. Progress. Okay. Okay, so my D-bag, and just go with me, is the um, AABB and the FDA. You don't need to know what any of that means. You probably know what the FDA is. But here's why. So it turns out, and I've always known, let me just inform the audience who may not understand this, and Holly mentioned this in the COVID update. Gay men, or any man really, it it doesn't matter how you identify. If you are a man who has had a sexual uh, uh, thing, you've had the sex with another man at any point in the last year, well, and actually since the 80s, it originally was at all, ever, you could not give blood or blood products right. um, because of uh, a fear, um, not always science-based, that there would be transmission increases uh, for things like HIV. Right. Long story, you don't care about the science. That was in effect. And then a number of years ago, they changed that to 12 months. So if you've had sex with a man in 12 months as another man, you're not allowed to give blood or any sort of blood products, right? That has been something that's always... Um, struck a number of us as really not based in science and discriminatory discriminatory and not helpful in a health crisis. Well, guess what? So I didn't know this, but now there's this whole discussion of antibodies for COVID-19, right? Yes. And treatments where they take antibodies from someone who has developed COVID and then their body uh, fought it and developed these antibodies that you take those antibodies from a now healthy person and give them uh, therapeutically to another person. Right. Which means that anybody who's had COVID and recovered could... Give their... Give their blood yep. or blood products, a part of their blood, essentially, to help save lives. Well, this guy, this happened to him in New York. He had COVID. They tested his blood and said, um, and they go, oh, you've got a lot of these antibodies. Can we get your blood, uh, can we get your blood from you, essentially, right? Right. I don't remember what part of the blood it is. Doesn't matter. Platelets, something, I don't know. Plasma, probably. Plasma, yeah. Um, doesn't matter. But they were like... Because we're not doctors. Because we're not doctors. In case They go, know. yeah, we want it. And then they called him up a few days before and were like, oh, you know, great job on overcoming it, but we can't take it because the FDA says we're not allowed to do that um, because you've had sex with another man. <sighs> And um, there's also a drug that a number of gay men are on as a prophylactic against HIV. And if you've taken that drug, you can't give it. Well, it's one thing to stop taking a drug so that you can give your blood. But just the mere fact of having had sex in the last year seems a little prohibitive in a moment when we actually need this stuff. And by the way, science says it's fine. Yeah, we can test for any dangers. So there's no problem in you scientifically actually making a contribution. So a lot of people are like, oh, my God. So now not only can we not give blood to help our our fellow citizens, but now we could literally have a cure coursing through our veins and you don't want it. However, remember I said there was a silver lining. Yes, I'm waiting for the silver lining because that's so frustrating. So when I came, when I woke up this morning, I was reading the story and I was just seething because I'm like, you are seriously going to turn away somebody who could save someone else's life just because of your um, ignorance. Some old archaic. Again, yeah. and I promise you, it's not based in science. So anyway, um, then I learned that later uh, or today. We find out, in fact, the FDA has updated their blood donation rules, as Holly mentioned in the COVID update, that any men that are having sex with a man now only have to wait three months 
with no sexual activity to make a blood donation. Now, that's not perfect. No. But it's progress. And while I am still frustrated that the only barrier between people um, in this moment are is ignorance, it is a procedure that has been in place in a lot of other countries, and this is a step in the right direction, one that will at least acknowledge that um, you know, we have a contribution to give as well. So it makes me happy. That it makes uh, me happy too. I just and it is progress. I mean, it doesn't change the fact for or it doesn't change the the uh, fact for most of us. I mean, you know, but it's Let's, a lot. I just want to say this. When I have had to give, when I've been, uh, had the opportunity and privilege to give blood in the past, I was never asked when the last time I had sex was. Yeah. And I'm just saying yeah. that yep. those diseases can be transmitted yep. also in heterosexual relationships. Yep. And I was never asked that question. Now, I want you to know that there are probably people out there who would say, well, I just won't tell them when I had sex and I'll give the blood anyway because I know that my blood is fine and they're going to test it 10 ways to Sunday anyway. I would never recommend anyone do that. But like, of course, people could lie about it. It's but not you, infallible. Right. But, but you want people to like oh, that doesn't right, seem like a healthy way to do things. No. So but again, in it, it galled me on the one hand and on the other hand, I'm glad that there's some progress now, hopefully, as <laughs> just seems to me that in this moment, you might be looking for ways to increase the number of people who can help save your life. Yeah, that would seem like that would be the right thing to yeah, do. Because we'll take like this because I, you know, I will take your blood. Right. I would happily give it, but you don't right? want but it. You don't want it. Yeah. I mean, I want it, but well, I'll give people... it to you if if needs be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how we're going to arrange that, because again... Holly, can you watch a YouTube video? <laughs> She's got it. She's actually watching it right now. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, sometimes there are so many D-bags, we cannot contain them all in one segment. So then we have to create a whole new segment for them. And uh, we call it a D-bag double down. We're going to get to that in just a second. But to give you one more quick thing uh, that you can do that is a positive giving thing in this moment... As we're focusing on D-bags, um, we want you to be an anti-D-bag yeah. and go to mytalk1071.com, click on the diaper drive, and we are collecting money to make sure that diapers can get into the hands of people who desperately need them right now. All of the money that you donate will go to the Minnesota Diaper Bank, and uh, we want to say thank you to those of you who have already donated, and thank you to all of you who are reaching in your pockets as we speak to put a little money in that fund so we can continue to help our community in this way. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Bradley trainer has another D bag for you. Bye. We don't well, sometimes we have an overflow of D bags on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk one Oh seven one.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And uh, when we have that overflow of D-bags, it means we have to have a whole separate segment for a little D-bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay. Um, I really want to just give us credit for our mouth air horns. Yeah. That's all. Okay. No, back a, to that D-bag. Any port in a storm, man. Thank you. Um... I don't know how many of you are luxury shoppers, and by that I mean people who on a regular basis uh, patronize such locations as uh, Dolce Gabbana, Coach, Dior. I'm not luxury, like, much. I yeah. mean, like, like I also, that's just not me. 
I'm just not a big names guy. Like, I like fancy, right? But my fancy is not about, like, the name. But anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Some of you are. Yeah, that's true. And my double-down D-bag for the moment, for this segment, is um, such places as Dior, Louis Vuitton, Coach. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, and others. Specifically in New York, but also in places like Beverly Hills and other parts of the world that have those like enclaves of fancy schmancy um stretches of retail shops you know like rodeo drive right and you might ask yourself well why i mean okay sure they're luxury brands and they're bougie and they probably look down their nose at you when you walk through the store with your flip-flops and you're just trying to like get out of the hot air because you're on vacation or something um most days sure but why today why in this moment in the era of uh covid19 would we want to poke our fingers at um these retail locations do you think that is my question are they trying to like stay open? No, in oh, fact, okay. that it's actually the opposite. They're closed. Oh, now you'd think that's normal. That's good. Yeah, like, stay I don't know away. Why is that debaggy? Because they've like boarded up their storefronts. Oh, because they apparently think the zombie horde oh. is about to crash through their windows. Like, like when the <laughs> world is ending, what people are going to need is their Dolce and Gabbana. I mean, Gucci loafers. <laughs> Gucci brains. Gucci loafers. <laughs> I love the idea of, of um, you know, the Night of the Living Dead in front of Dior. But so there was this article and it's a, like <laughs> zombie, but make it fashion. Yeah. <laughs> zombie, but, you know. Uh, anyway, so I saw this article now a couple of days ago, admittedly, we just have had so much to get to. We haven't gotten to this yet. And there's this article about how um, designer places, luxury retailers in Soho have boarded up their storefronts amid coronavirus. And I was like, well, that's what's wrong with that. And then it's like they're literally bolting the doors. They're covering up the doors with plywood. This is not a hurricane, but it looks like they're preparing for one. Apparently, according to people, the designer brands are seemingly, quote, preparing for riots and civil unrest when New York City's government mandated shelter in place eventually lifts. The trend follows one in Europe where shopping destinations in London and Milan have covered their windows. So expensive merchandise is no longer visible. Okay, I can I just also like Louis Vuitton, their storefront board up situation has like a, an inspirational like message on it as yeah, well. Yeah, because they're trying to not get you to realize yeah. that they're fancy and they don't want you like, like you civilians stay out of our. But sh- also, can I ask you a question? Sure. Other than like the ladies who lunch on the Upper West Side, who are the people storming Gucci when the the curfew is That's, lifted? What is because so ridiculous? Of the places you're storming, they might include such places as Whole Foods. Yeah. 
um, you know, your local corner your, market. Your corner bodega. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, you're not, like, once you finally get out, you're not like, I need flip-flops with the Louis Vuitton logo. <sighs> I mean, I suppose, like, in, in privilege mindset, you're thinking that, like, people are going to be interested in, like, hoarding your luxury wares so yeah. that they can mm-hmm. sell them. Yeah, 10 million people. Yeah, like, I don't know. 10 million people have filed for unemployment in the last two weeks. Do you really, are you concerned? Like, yeah. the 10 people who can still afford those products after all this, they'll be fine. Yeah, don't worry about them. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. I do just want to read the Louis Vuitton inspirational message. The journey that was paused will eventually start again. Louis Vuitton wishes you and your loved ones health and safety. I'm like, I don't feel From that. behind a barricade. I don't feel that, Louis. I don't feel that. Yeah. Not even a little There's, bit. But thanks for trying. We're so concerned about your safety that we've put up a giant wall in front of our, our store. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it just, you know, of the in the grand scheme of things, sure, it's not that big. But this just... Well, it is kind of ridiculous when you actually, like, put it in the perspective of... The news we're getting out of New York, which is an epicenter and frankly, like the hottest of all hotspots right now. And it's tragic. Yeah, it is. There's it's tragic, you know, and I won't I'll spare you the details. And if you've, you know, isolated yourself from the news about what's going on in New York, you know, I would I would recommend that you brush up a little bit so you can be aware of just how absolutely horrible, um, horrible the conditions are there right now. Um, with COVID-19. And so when you juxtapose that beside the the idea of somebody in the Louis Vuitton brand uh, whose job it was to call up the, the construction workers to barricade and then put that loving message of solidarity, it's a bizarre, it's just all very strange. That's because yeah. here's the secret. Oh, mm-hmm. what's the secret? The secret is, is that all these places know that right now they are irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so uh, let's play everybody put up the sign. I mean, you're not eating the Louis Vuitton bag. And honestly, like, yes, there's a certain segment of the world because I'm not naive. I understand there is a certain segment and it's a lot bigger than you think because we think there's like four or five people who can afford all this stuff. Nice try. There are a lot of people who live in this like echelon and frankly, big walls around their store are actually a signal to the people who shop there that, you know, like it's almost like ideal advertising in this oh, moment. Yeah, the right. brands are like, mm-hmm. you know, to their their cuz we're not their audience. Like we're not we're the not? ones we're not the ones they're <laughs> oh. advertising to. Oh. As I sit in like my target shoes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know. And I um know. so but my point is that like the wall is actually advertising for those customers who are like, "Oh, phew." Thank God my, you know, Louis Vuitton is being kept safe in this moment. Like, do you see any uh, people, uh, you know, uh, income challenged folks that are real excited to get inside of a Louis Vuitton store right now? No, they're trying to get inside of a hospital or a social service department office that has some benefits that they would like to avail themselves of. I really, I think that we have had a disproportionate amount of side mouths speaking today. Can I just give you some to name that in this moment? Thanks. Can I just give you a perspective on how much Louis Vuitton is charging for oh, simple items these days? Yeah, sure. Do you want a t-shirt with a printed monogram on it that comes sure. in a multicolored? 
It's going to cost you $625. Oh, my gosh. You guys. And it's a white T-shirt, so you're going to pit it out. I struggle I, with I've that. never understood white T-shirts. If you're not buying Hanes, if you're buying anything more than a Hanes T-shirt that's white, like you're just lighting fire to money. Because you're going to wear it twice. Also, can we just also talk about my propensity to like spill on all things? Like a white t-shirt to me is a magnet for like the world's biggest coffee dribble. Which I should just buy them with the coffee dribbles on them. Or they should just have like, yeah, just have like a shirt with coffee dribbles. Yeah. Um, also, you have to pay like eight hundred for that. <laughs> you, you probably would, and it would be Louis Vuitton, and they'd yeah. be like, "Look how clever we are." Mm-hmm. Again, I don't, I don't, for you. I don't want to shame you if you love these things, and you know, we all have that like fancy thing that we love. Great, have Do the we? fancy thing, but like everybody has a bougie streak. Yeah, that's that. somebody, true. yeah, sure. Everybody got something bo- that that to them is bougie, right? Like it just depends yeah. on what the bougie thing is for you. Um. But I had another statement that I will save it for another day. Why? There's time. Well, because you talked about t-shirts being white and how that they get dirty really fast. Do you understand that they bleach toilet paper? Um, I did not understand that. Like, why do they bleach toilet paper? I, so that you because they bleached cotton shirts, right? Yeah. And that made me think of white toilet paper, which that's dumb. Well, it is kind of dumb. Because that's a waste. It is a waste. Like what are you gonna like if you were to wipe with brown toilet paper, you'd feel bad? Well, I mean, well, you, you know, things would blend see. in. Yeah. I'm just saying. What are you supposed to see? The contrast. I mean But do you look? Well, I think people do. Yeah. What? Uh, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Do you, you gotta, not? You gotta make sure everything's who looks at their toilet paper after it's been used. <laughs> you gotta make sure everything's A okay down there. Everything is normal. I'm actually with Holly But like on that. in a way that the paper would distract? I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of people who I don't know how to say this. Um there's a lot of things that we do to our products to make them feel more useful. And I think I am am of the opinion that toilet paper is just generally useful and doesn't need to like boost its usefulness. Yeah, I think but that I the think fact that, that it the wipes perception. the stuff away. I mean, I get that there's a reason, but like it just seems like in this moment <laughs> we could go without. We could we could really just shed some things. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I also think it's a waste of bleach right now. Like I think we I need know. It for other Thank you. Right? Save um, the bleach for the virus, not your for, for your behind. <laughs> we All were right. gonna say something else. I was. Uh, when we thank you, busted. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, have you had any coronavirus dreams? No, we're serious. Bradley did last night, uh, and he's gonna share his coronavirus dreams. <laughs> That's so <laughs> weird. sounded really optimistic. It's not my dream. He had a nightmare last night. He's it gonna was tell weird. us about it after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.